Welcome to the Moewood Chronicles. I'm your host, Koji Helnwein, and this is episode 7. Today, I have the utmost pleasure of speaking to a woman who not only found herself living in another country, but immersed in another culture entirely. And while she was at it, she decided to learn how to ride a motorcycle, which resulted in her inadvertently starting a whole new feminist movement, which has now resulted in the largest female motorcycle group in South Korea. Alexi Fisk, founder of Danger Dames, welcome to the Motor Witch Chronicles. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to the world. You're there in South Korea, but you're originally from the States, right? Yep. Yep. Awesome. What was it that brought you to South Korea to begin with? I had felt a little bit too comfortable in my life at a at a young age in America. And so being an American citizen that speaks fluent English gives me a lot of awesome opportunities. And I was able to kind of just move over to South Korea and teach English. And you're riding motorcycles out there, right? Yes, I am riding motorcycles out here. Did you ride in the States? Or did you learn when you got to South Korea? I had never ridden in the States. I got my start on motorcycles in South Korea, which surprises quite a lot of people. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. What's it like to learn there? Like, What kind of steps do you have to go through to get into motorcycles there? Is it something that comes easily? To be honest, I'm not actually sure in America what the steps are. True. So I don't know how, <laughs> how, how much it's different. But here you need a license for a manual bike that is up to 125 cc's. And then anything above that, you need an additional like heavy vehicle license, I guess, heavy motorcycle manual vehicle license. Right. And the test is really not easy. So most people fail. Like I have friends that have failed it like four times, five times Wow. before, so- before they can get it. So it's got to be tough because you're also doing the tests in a whole other language too. Luckily enough, I do speak Korean, but in testing situations, it's not as easy. The test is really strange because you don't have to show your actual driving skills. They turn on a manual bike for you. It's like a replica bike. They turn on this bike for you and it just goes like you don't have to change gears or anything. You just have to show that you can go through this course. Wow. And it's it's got these like metal rods where if you touch it, it goes and you, just, you lose. You just fail. <laughs> oh and there's God. like a 15 people waiting behind you to go and wearing like these really silly like half helmets and like all their like gear and everything that you have to wear to take the test and I just remember like (laughs) getting on the bike and being so afraid that I was gonna fail and luckily I passed it the first time oh wow that's cool and I was dancing I was like (laughs) a really like everybody probably thought I was I was a crazy foreigner because number one it's all men that are waiting to take the test all the teachers are men everybody's a man and then uh, I'm the only foreigner I'm the only non-Korean I'm like I'm like Oh my gosh. They didn't understand that. But then everybody after me failed. Oh, well, good for you. (laughs) So you showed them. Yeah, I originally was driving a Honda CG125, which I could ride with my foreign license. Mm -hmm. And then I got this motorcycle license and was able to then buy my new bike, which is a Honda CB223S. Awesome. Awesome. When you finally took your first bike out, what was that like like, in South Korea? You know, obviously it's another country with all these different customs and you're a woman on a bike, which I'm guessing isn't Mm -hmm. the most common thing to see out there. 
So at first, I had a friend of mine help me buy the bike and get it all taken care of. And I hadn't seen any other female riders, I don't think ever in Korea, because I spent a lot of my time on the subway. So I barely knew like where anything was on the road. I didn't know really what the signs looked like. I didn't know where different parts of the city were in relationship to each other, nothing. I didn't know how Koreans drove, like what their driving mannerisms were. My friend had a small Royal Anfeld garage where he does a little bit of like custom work and things like that. And he got my CG125 for me and I went to his garage. I did like three laps around the parking lot. I'd never driven a motorcycle before. And he was like, all right, you got to go home now. And I was like, oh, my God. So like, and it's like, it's like a 30 minute drive from his garage, mind you. So he goes with me on his bike and I'm like second gear, 40 miles an hour all the way home. Oh my like, God. Like ridiculous, like so stupid. But we went really late at night. So no, there weren't a lot of cars or anything. But I remember getting home and I parked the bike and I was like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to go out and practice. And I went out and <laughs> it was so hard and like the bike kept stopping and I just couldn't, felt like I couldn't do anything right. And like people were like beeping at me and I was like I think I made a mistake oh no about buying this motorcycle and I was really upset and then I just found a friend that drove and he kind of took me somewhere this famous place called Jamsukyo where all the motorcycle riders like gather and we all went there and I met some people and then I started to ride like a little bit further a little bit further a little bit further and practice every day and then a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot of kilometers later I've ridden a lot and it's it's weird because I can drive honestly like the the motorcycle community here is so small men and women so except for I don't know in Ireland if they do this but we have like delivery scooters Mm -hmm. like McDonald's and Burger King and yeah. Like things like we, and we don't really do that. But here we have all the delivery, usually kids are on scooters. And so it's rare for it to be other like real riders. It's usually just other people on scooters delivering right. stuff. So seeing like a girl is never. Luckily, I get a lot of really positive feedback from <laughs> other drivers. Like old women are always really excited for me, which wow. was nice. But we usually get the most flack from male riders. But like normal people really are yeah. like super. which is great when you started out there was no other women to ride with right so you were just heading out by yourself and connecting with male riders and they weren't so open to you is that what I'm understanding I didn't know I didn't know like any riders at all so there's a cafe near my house and I just happened to go there and the owner happens to ride so he was like oh you know what I'm gonna close shop early let's go take a ride oh cool because I told him I feel comfortable I wanted to practice and then I found that men I think they think they're being helpful Mm -hmm. but they're not being very nicely and they're not like treating you like an equal like you hear you can feel the difference when they talk to men and it was kind of like don't do that don't do this don't do that like and I'm a very serious learner I like to learn and I learn very well because it's important to me to do well in whatever I do so you know I'm listening and I'm wanting to learn and I'm just like wasn't interested in the way that they were talking to me at all so they were super condescending so I was like you know what screw this I need to find some girls and so I would join other groups and I would be like where are all the girls there are no girls and then I found two other girls and we were just hanging out and I tried to be like my like American feminist I was like hey (laughs) you know there aren't enough girls that ride do you want to make like a little crew like we can ride together or whatever and they were like okay cool so I was really happy about that and and I assumed really absolutely nothing of it I thought it would just be the three of us forever pretty much right and then all of a sudden we just exploded like create like girls were just craving girl motorcycle right community I guess 
it's obviously not a cultural thing because here I am in Ireland feeling the same thing and you know I've spoken to other women around the world who've said the same thing why do you think that is I think it comes down to when you look at motorcycle ads you look at motorcycles in movies you look at motorcycles in tv shows forever you only see men on motorcycles you see men on pictures of motorcycles motorcycles in movies motorcycles in commercials everything so I think it's been sort of ingrained into everybody's mind including men as a male hobby and so women aren't taken seriously as motorcycle riders to us we feel like you know we're riders we're serious riders we love riding our motorcycles but to male riders they feel like it's their hobby and they're the serious riders and we kind of are like in their shadows a little bit right because it's not seen as a serious hobby for women it's like wow it's so unique and it's so like masculine of these women to be riding motorcycles and really it's just like every female motorcycle rider is different and it's just like it's the same thing as men except for women Mm -hmm. like there's nothing different about us just the way that we're portrayed in culture I think around the world and every culture around the world is that we're not serious riders yeah we're just the pretty thing on the back huh (laughs) yeah and that's that's so annoying to me (laughs) me too (laughs) because even in Korea right now a lot of motorcycle clubs are kind of like sprouting up everywhere and there's this one where they came out with a logo design or something and it's a girl driving the motorcycle except she's naked and there's a guy riding tandem on the back and he grabbing her boobs oh my god and it's like that's the only kind of girl that can drive a motorcycle is the naked one with her boobs hanging out yeah people wonder why yeah exactly I recently saw this Italian motorcycle magazine and there was a company sharing this beautiful custom bike that they had just built but there's a girl sitting on it like topless naked gorgeous photos beautiful editorial gorgeous uh, photography the lighting was stunning the girl was gorgeous but she wasn't a rider and she's just butt naked and it was like right. what what right. does that do for anybody yeah it gets the guys off it's just like porn you know but it's so unnecessary yeah. and so stupid and then men are like well if you want to ride bikes with us then you just got to be okay with the filthy shit that we say I'm like no I don't really have to <laughs> I hate that yeah, it's like no you guys just need to grow up yeah but I mean at the it's same like, no, I, I, why don't you why don't you become more accepting everybody? yeah yeah I mean I don't want to bash men I mean I like I said I ride motorcycles with a lot of men and they're incredible there's a lot of very supportive men and since I started motor which I've actually had more men reach out to me saying what we're doing here is is awesome so it really is a small portion these days of the negativity so there is a huge portion of incredible men out there willing to help us and you know willing to support us and say what we're doing is cool but um but there's still those few that drive me crazy. <laughs> yeah, I digress. we have a lot of them. We have a lot of them here. <laughs> so what you did was you didn't just yeah. go out and find those two women, right? You found a hell of a lot more in the end. So tell me about well, Danger yeah. Dames. So now we have this thing called the cafe, like a, a small like membership only website. And there are 37 of us. Wow. It really is insane to me because as soon as we opened up this opportunity to other women, they were like, this is an option for us. Wow, I don't have to just ride by myself. Yeah. And like, it was a lot of women that thought they could only ride scooters and they couldn't ride manual bikes or they could only ride small 125cc bikes, 110cc bike, 50cc bike. And then they saw us and they were like, I can ride a big bike. And so it's been insanely busy and a little bit stressful, but super worth it and amazing. And I've met some of the coolest women ever. Right. So, so I love it. Do all 37 of you go out riding together all the time or 
or is it just small pockets of you each at a time? For me, I'm a new rider. I haven't even been riding a year yet. I have a lot of miles under my belt, but some of these women haven't even ridden 50 kilometers yet on their bike. So to me, for safety purposes, I try not to gather everybody together for rides. Right now, what my goal is, is to kind of introduce everybody to each other so they form small groups of like strong women riders and they teach each other right. how to ride well in groups. And also we live in a city. So all of us driving together is just not realistic. Mm -hmm. But we do group things like small group things often like 10 of us will go away for the weekend or cool. um, this weekend there's a custom motorcycle show that I think maybe six of us are going to. So we gather in small groups and if we do something like just go to dinner and we're all coming separately, there'll be maybe 12 or 15 of us. But right. usually for safety purposes, I tried not to gather everyone together. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you were saying that you want to help everybody get their experience and build up the miles. So are mm -hmm. you going to help them? Like, are there courses that they can take or are you going to bring in instructors and, and sort of help them learn how to, you know, ride staggered and how to follow the rules of riding in a large group so that eventually you guys can? Or is it just about hitting the road as often as possible? We have a couple of really seasoned riders that have been taking the new riders under their wing and teaching them things like riding staggered and things like that but with 35 women with a lot of different opinions it does get a little bit difficult to get like a consensus on how we should ride right. which is how we usually end up splitting up when we go somewhere <laughs> you know women that want to drive similar to each other right yeah. and right now we're working on signing up for some courses but there aren't many right. to be honest right. in Korea so what we try and do is always take the new riders out with like very strict road rules mm -hmm. riding staggered you know there's a lot of things that need to be taught. But what I say often is with men, there are tons of men that have been riding for 10 years, 20 years. So there'll be a group of men that have been riding for 20 years. And then one new person comes in right. and learns from all of these other people that have been riding for a long time. Women don't have that culture yet of all of these like totally seasoned riders that have been riding for 10 or 20 years. So we have new riders coming in to a group of all new riders because right. the culture just isn't there yet. Yeah. We try and be as safe as possible. And my goal is for in the next couple of years for us to be the seasoned riders. So new riders can come in and yeah. naturally from us. Tell me a little bit about how you guys have been received as women on motorcycles. On Instagram and like social media and stuff, we are very publicly a motorcycling community for women. We have gotten a lot of support and we've also gotten a lot of hate from women and men saying that we hate men and it's unnecessary for us to specify that we're women riders because men don't specify that they're male riders. And we've had a lot of radical feminists in Korea say that we're ruining the name of feminism and How? all of these things. That... How is that? I don't understand that. Well, they say that we're still feminine, some of us. <laughs> so I've heard that one, that we're not like all in feminists, that we're like using the name, right. like using like a feminist facade for whatever reason, which is not true, because we actually don't even say that we're feminist. Yeah. I'm a very proud feminist, but I'm like Western world feminist, like American feminist with like a long history of feminism yeah. that's been very public, which is a little bit different than Korean feminism right now. And I'm not a Korean woman, so I can't comment on how it feels to be a Korean feminist or what Korean feminists have learned. But 
I do know that we have no goal except to inspire other women to ride motorcycles and yeah. know that they can ride. And, and to so feel we've supportive gotten backlash in that, right? Right. And the support is a really big thing. And being able to say like, hey, I got into an accident today and I don't know how to deal with the insurance. I don't know how to deal with my bike. I don't know how to deal with my emotions and I need help. Yeah. And having this awesome group of women that can say like, this is what you can do. This is what you can do. And this is what you yeah. can do without feeling afraid to mm-hmm. ask. Or even the or simple like- thing of just a woman <laughs> wanting to practice hitting the bends faster rather than slowing down in the bends and to not have to do it at the pace of a much more confident male rider because I know myself riding with men they'll push you that little bit further than you're quite ready to whereas a woman will hang back and say do it at your own pace and just Mm -hmm. keep at it you know so having that support I think is is important yeah have the girls taken some of the negativity that you guys have picked up it's been a little bit of a struggle because I think I'm very used to this sort of criticism and being an American and like culturally, I'm a little bit more outspoken, mm-hmm. I think, than some, not all of the other girls, but some of the other girls. And they felt like, oh, the outside world, other people see us this way. They think that we're not doing the right thing. Does that mean we're wrong? And it kind of leads them to question themselves, which is always a struggle for me because I can't understand that. Like, that's not yeah. how I feel. Like, I'm very like, well, I don't care. I see every negative thing that somebody writes on the internet. I see it all before they even talk about it. And I already didn't care about it. Yeah. (laughs) I already knew about it, read it and didn't even think about it. And then it'll come up like a week later, someone will find like a a tweet or something. And I'll just say, I saw that a week ago and I didn't even care enough to bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, you shouldn't care, but I have to, yeah, it's not important to me, but you know, it's hard for me to, I have to think about it and realize like, oh, these friends of mine grew up in a different culture. So they're responding to it in the only way that they know. And so I kind of just say to them, and it's really hard in my second language to discuss my emotions in this way but I'm always just saying like right now they're cursing at us because nobody paved the way yet we have to take it now so that later the women who follow us won't have to deal with it yeah so totally. that's and they're and and after I say that they're always just like oh okay you're right. <laughs> it's like okay this is the beginning of a, a okay, movement for you guys I guess it's such a new thing there in South Korea you know like, I mean I, I have it easy because I'm in a country where there's already thousands of female mm-hmm. writers so it's like oh hey you guys let me come and join you you know I don't have to pay the way so mm-hmm. but you guys like you're really it's really interesting to see because it really is a new thing for you and for the country I'm completely it's so intrigued. new yeah I'm so intrigued to see how this pans out and when we talked before there were six of you I think at the time and you were just yeah reaching... there was like five that was like that was like five months ago yeah and it's exploded since you guys have an established name now you've got logos and t-shirts and you've got a support group amongst each other you know I love seeing this grow mm-hmm. I think anybody listening now should go and find Danger Dames on Instagram and just follow your stories. It's, <laughs> it's amazing to see. Mm-hmm. Within your goals for these women, how big do you see this getting? I have no, honestly have no idea. Somebody actually asked me that the other day. And right now, I want every, it's not, we're not an exclusive club. Like women can ride with us. They cannot ride with us. They can kind of feel comfortable to go and come as they please. So I just want it to become a community for all women riders to go and find like-minded riders and hang out with each other and learn how to ride safely and be comfortable so I guess that would mean we could become infinitely large I don't know (laughs) you said there's 37 of you now so do you find that the other men in the community are a little bit more open to you guys now that there's more of you that they see oh this is not just a couple of chicks trying something new this is growing and it's getting serious do you think they're getting okay with it yeah but also we get men that want to like hang out with us because we're women like there's like an ulterior motive right now there's so many of us that everybody gets messages on Instagram 
Instagram or texts and it's like, hey, there are so many of you. Why don't you ride with me? Why don't you ride with other men? So there's always, as we grow, our support group is growing, but also the people that don't support us is growing as right, well. Yeah. But luckily, we've been able to avoid negative people. I've been able to avoid it. I don't know if the other girls have been able to avoid it, but we had a gathering the other night. And because I am the only foreigner, a lot of times the girls will all talk and I won't really understand what they're saying. <laughs> and so like, I'll just get a moment to sit back and watch. And I was thinking like, wow, all of these girls are such great friends. And then I was like, oh my God, they're friends because of, you. of Danger Dames. Yeah. And like, it, <laughs> it makes me feel so good that I've made these groups of people that love each other. Yeah. And so I don't care about anybody that says anything negative because I've made this community. I've never had this many friends in my life. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody has had this kind of support group where we're all really different, but there are so many things that we can relate to yeah. with each other. Yeah, totally. So I don't care about any negative thing that anybody says because I'm really proud of everybody. Yeah. And it's, been, it's really awesome. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, you literally just started a whole community. Just you. You decided one day, oh, I wish I had somebody else to ride with. <laughs> and now look, like, this is... Yeah. I, and I know you, I know. I know you, you, uh, you say it's just a community, so it's not like a... You're not like a patched out motorcycle club. You know, you're not an MCC that patches and you don't have hierarchy but the girls do look to you as their their founder and their leader right they do and and to me like I get a little bit embarrassed when they <laughs> say it because I don't want it to feel like I'm president and I tell everybody what to do yeah. but it does feel really nice when somebody will ask us oh you guys all ride your motorcycles together that's so cool and somebody will say like oh here's our leader I'm just hey <laughs> in the back hi it's me and they're like the, the leader's a foreigner like it's all Korean women and then like in the back is like little American leader me yeah but it feels really good that everybody's supportive you know it feels good to be recognized but it feels better to have it's like a good support group mm -hmm. yeah around me yeah. and even we'll go places like we went to dgr just english gentleman's ride yeah a guy, a guy came up behind me and tapped me on the shoulder and was like are you the boss of danger dame <laughs> and i was like i was like what like is this is this really happening to me right now oh my gosh. and then somebody came up behind him and was like is that danger dame oh that's awesome <laughs> and my friend and i were both oh my god they were like can we take a picture and we took a picture and so were you guys the only women but. at the gentleman's ride in South Korea? There were actually, so I went to the gentleman's ride last year, but I didn't drive. I right. went with an old boyfriend. And so last year, there were maybe three girls that rode their own bike. And then there were a bunch of us that went tandem with our boyfriend. Yeah. And then this year, there were so many women. So a lot of danger dames didn't go because they don't ride classic bikes right. or like they ride like replicas and it's just not their scene or they're like scooters. They ride yeah. like scooters and that's not their thing. But this year, just in general, the amount of women that was there was really good great. I think for us, we had maybe only like eight people, but there was six times as many women this year than there were last year. Oh, that's So awesome. even if they're not danger dames, I don't care yeah. if there are more women riding. That's great for me. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So I want to hear a little bit about the motorcycle, not the community, but what you guys have in place there. So when you want to buy gear, I know for me, when I'm shopping for gear, I'm shopping online in the States or in Australia mm -hmm. where all the cool gear is. So what do you guys have available mm -hmm. to you and how do you deal with, you know, we all want to look good or we all want something that matches our Right, bikes right. or the in, in the style that you're interested in so what do you have available to you there nothing oh, no. <laughs> nothing literally nothing so we're the only thing that's positive for us is do you know ugly bros yeah the pants the ugly bros yeah they're from south they're, korea it's right? a korean brand yeah yeah so we have that but honestly they don't fit me very well yeah because I'm not, I'm not Korean. So like the shape is different here. Yeah. Like they might have different shapes in other countries, but we have nothing here. I wanted a helmet, my size, which is an extra small mm -hmm. and they had to order it. 
It took like three weeks because they didn't have any extra small. The gloves we can find in our size, but we get one option. Right, right. So, so what we do is we all order from Breaking Hearts and Burning Rubber or any of the other American or, like you said, Australian companies because that's where all the cool brands are. Yeah. And we get everything shipped to my mom's house <laughs> in America. <laughs> and then I go pick it up when I go visit. It's really funny. Like, oh my mom my is God. like, there's, there's a lot of motorcycles stuck here. And it's just all of us just shipping oh, wow. things to my mom. Yay, mom. Thank you. Thank you, mom. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. So you've done DGR. What have you guys got next? You said this weekend you're going to go to a custom show. This weekend is is Ride Hard Custom Show. Um, It's like three hours away in Chongju. And there's a bunch of us going to that, getting very cold right now. Um, So we're trying to do anything really that we can right now. But we're thinking about doing a Halloween thing. Oh, cool. A Halloween party of some sort. But I don't know. They do not do, they do not really do Halloween. It's a lot of just like my students do it but other than that so I was like hey do you want to do a Halloween party and they were like what (laughs) yeah I guess that's another cultural thing isn't it but it could be a cool way to distinguish danger dames you know it could be your annual rally or something you know it's like everybody knows that on the 31st of October there's going to be a rally somewhere you have to ride out camp and party (laughs) light a bonfire that's what I was that's what I was thinking I think it's also a good way to have outside members hang out with us yeah on Sunday I rode two hours just to eat lunch and come back because I just wanted to ride yeah. and my friends were going on a huge a long tour and I couldn't go on the whole tour so like I went on a short shorter version of their ride for yeah. two hours and back so like, it's usually just us like yeah. because we're already friends just us within our group going here going there whatever and we don't get to meet a lot of outside people so I think it would be a good opportunity for us to gather and have other people you know awesome. see what we're about and see that we're not like crazy these crazy like men hating women which is completely inaccurate yeah, um, yeah. cool that'd be fun I don't know listen tell everybody listening know. where they can follow your story and connect with you guys you can go to instagram and search for danger dames soul s-e-o-u-l and you can see all of our journeys somebody is going on a tour probably daily because we have all different work schedules so there's always a lot of fun and silly things happening on our instagram i personally love following it because it's not only just a bunch of amazing girls on bikes but it's a whole new culture that i can follow and you know all this the landscape is gorgeous you know it's it's amazing i I love love it it. (laughs) well listen alexi thank you so much for sharing your story with the motor witch chronicles i've had so much fun great thank you so much for having me If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe now. We love hearing back from you guys. And if you want even more content, head over to motowitch.com for articles written by world record holders, adventure riders, and new female riders alike. If you're a female biker listening and you want to share your story, email us at hello at motowitch.com or message us over at motowitchcollective on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, ride safe.